name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act, a podcast where we talk about things you're already talking about with family and friends like current events and pop culture, headlines in the news, and often endearing and revealing conversations about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. Welcome to Cadillac and Donna, my second act. Hello, Donna. My name's Donna. I'm Caddy's. Hi, my name's Donna. I'm Caddy's wife. Um, okay. Have you seen this alarming footage of Britney Spears and these knives? I've seen some screen grabs. I've not actually watched the video. Yeah. So it's on her Instagram. And, you know, she has this Instagram where she's, for a while, she had a poll. She basically has on no clothes. Um, and she's doing these dances and writhing around. You know, her and Sam, her husband, got divorced. Very quickly, he moved out. I mean, it's just like, it just kills me. It's like, that's it, done, over. And so she put up this video of her, like, dancing around with these knives. And she's, like, spinning them over her head, clanging them together. Um, And then people were like, wait a minute, this is really dangerous. And she was like, no, 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 they're just knives for Halloween, which they weren't because you could hear them. I mean, they were metal knives. And supposedly, allegedly, in her conservatorship, it says... She is not to have any knives around her, that she has like um, an obsession with knives. And so then the next video she comes on, Caddy, she has like cuts, like bandages on her arms and on her legs where she doesn't acknowledge that she's cut herself. But again, people are assuming and you know what happens when you assume. But so what has me triggered is what, but it's her dogs. She has these cute little dogs and they're like, they come in the room and they see her with these knives and you can just see them like they cower in the corner and they're like in fear for their lives well they've seen this so before then people turned her in yeah so then people turned her into the humane you know like the whatever orange county humane society out there in california and said listen you guys need to look into this you know she's got these knives these dogs are scared to death and they said they looked at the video and while it's alarming they didn't see anything that you know they needed to come in immediately and take these animals but it's almost like why someone like walking on a high wire that has no experience doing it with no net underneath it live. Like you can't turn away from it, but you're so afraid of what's going to happen. And you know, her sister, Jamie Lynn Spears is on dancing with the stars this season. And I just, I don't know. I mean, this to me, like, I know there are a lot of people who like when she was kind of like, you know, riding around on this pole and everything to me. And I don't mean this bad. It has nothing to do with the way she looked. Well, it does. And I don't mean like her body, hear me loudly. This is not about like body image or anything like that. She just looks like someone who's very mentally ill. Like her mascara is so smudged. She's, you know, it doesn't make sense. And it's just like, it's so disturbing to me because it's like, if you've ever been around someone that you are literally watching unravel in real time, that's what's happening here. You know, and there's nobody like, she has no relationship with her mother or a very limited one, no relationship with her father, none with her brother, very little with Jamie Lynn. And like, there's just nobody anymore. And, you know, I think she has this manager, but he doesn't really have to do anything because she's not doing anything. And I just find it so disturbing. And it just like, again, you know, this society of just like putting it all up on social media and people just commenting and and some of the comments are so cruel and just people's lives should just not be fodder, especially when there's like this, obviously this mental health issue running rampant. What do you think? I think, uh, unfortunately, I think that she is in a state where she's trying to 
get attention. And I think that she wants attention from uh, her, her now ex-husband. I think she wants attention from uh, family. I think she wants the attention from the fans. I think she probably wants the fans to call the Humane Society and to call local law enforcement authorities because she wants attention. Uh, someone in that position who is probably also manic, who is probably also struggling right now with so many different things, I think that she simply wants attention and someone to say, Britney Spears, do you need help? Britney, you need help. Let us help you. Let me help you. Um, and even when I that help a comes. A lot of times when people are in that si- yeah, but a lot of times when people are in that situation, I mean, people have done that and done that and done that. And, it, you know, they, 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 don't, they don't want it. They say they do. They want the attention of it, but they don't want to actually do the work to get the help. And I don't necessarily think that's the case with her, that she doesn't want to do the work. I just think, I think she's really, really, really mentally ill. And I don't think that there's anyone, you know, probably watching over her medication anymore when she takes it. And it's just sad to me. It's just really, really sad. But... There's nothing, you know, I can't fly out there and help her, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, and I think it, it's so interesting because I know a long time ago when all the conservators and everything was going on, we talked about it pretty extensively on the podcast. And, you know, I, I, I understand the whole free Britney movement and getting her out from under this conservatorship and allowing her, you know, at the time it was for her and Sam to be able to have children and all this. But I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, sometimes people do need a governor whether that's a person, uh, a program, medicine, something, you know, and I just think she is just running literally like a, a golf cart with no governor on the speed. And, and you're just, it's just not going to end well. I'm telling you, it's not going to end well. And it just breaks my heart. We are back with Grammy winning trio Lady A. And lucky for us, they're back with some brand new music. Their latest single, Love You Back, is already climbing the charts, and they're in the middle of their big request line concert tour. And this morning, they have made a pit stop in our studio. Hillary Scott, Charles Kelly, Dave Haywood. Guys, it's so good to see you. Yes, thank, thank you. you. We have missed you so much. That is Lady Annabellum on the Today Show this week, Donna, talking about uh, their tour, which was postponed about a year ago because Charles Kelly of Lady Annabellum raised his hand and said, you know what, I need some help. I'm in over my head. And I have a problem with, uh, I just, I struggle with, with, with alcohol, struggle with drinking. So they put the tour on hold. Uh, Charles Kelly went into rehab, got the help that he needed. And now they're back on the road healthier than ever. And he's doing great. And I know we talked extensively about this when this first happened. Um, you know, him and Cassie, have, his wife, Cassie, have been very open about um, how it all kind of came to a head. They were on a birthday trip for him out in Greece. Um, a lot of their friends were with them. Um, I know Tyler Hubbard was on the trip. There were, you know, uh, Thomas Rhett was on the trip. And uh, Charles Kelly went missing for a whole night. And um, they had talks, him and Cassie, about getting divorced, that this just was not working. And evidently this had been kind of going on for a while. And so he um, decided that he would go into rehab. And he says, listen, I was scared to death. Um, to go into rehab, as I'm sure anybody would be. But he said, you know, I go to a lot of group meetings with other alcoholics. I've got a case manager. Um, I'm not even ashamed to admit it. I've got this little device to check for alcohol that I blow in every morning and every night. And he said, it's not for me. It's for me, my wife, my band, and for everyone else to know. You know, so no one has to question. You know, you can't sometimes see sobriety on someone. So, you know, if he's acting, you know, if if somebody thought that, then, then this is something that he can give to them that's a, kind of a gift for assurance to them. And I think it's interesting because the band has really reacted off of it too. And they said, you know, um, Hillary Scott said, you know, Charles has always been an open-hearted, loving, amazing, passionate bandmate and friend, but I would say he says it more now. He's just living so much more open-hearted and in so much gratitude. And it's just beautiful to watch. You know, he's telling people how he feels. 
And he said, you know, overall, the reason he did this, he decided to get sober, which is not an easy thing to do and is a daily struggle. He said uh, his lifestyle wasn't fun anymore. He said it got really old and exhausting and uh, he's been living in a more positive light. He said, I've connected to my spirituality and the connection with my family and everybody. I just love this new kind of lease on life. He said he looked in the mirror a couple of times and he said, I didn't know who this old, ragged, worn out man was. And um, I think it's great. He spends so much time with his son Ward now. And, uh, you know, there are do-overs in life, you know, and if people are listening and they're like, uh-huh, you know, it's too late for me or it's too, that ship has sailed or whatever, it never has. It, it's never too late to rekindle relationships or or set yourself on a new path. And, and I think he's a great example of that. Um, here's a, here's and a, I know it's a struggle every day. It's being on tour and stuff, as we've talked about before. So um, he's got to put in the work to stay sober. You hit on Donna something that I think is so true, and that is that the lifestyle that any artist lives when they have to be on the road, um, and, and most travel without their family because they have to. Think about it. Not every band, not every artist is at the level financially where they can afford to, to bankroll an extra bus uh, to transport their kids and, and, and their spouse and their family. Um, Lady Annabelle probably is, I think. I think that's a fair statement that they could bankroll a, a bus for Charles and his wife and kids. Uh, but when they don't have that support system out on the road, when they don't have someone who, who who's going to question them, um, I think that's when maybe you get into trouble. You mentioned the support system, and I think that you have to have that around you all the time, especially when you're 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 fighting recovery and addiction, and it is a daily daily struggle. Um, Charles is blessed to have the finances that, that that he has. The band has been so successful through the years and decades um, that, that that Cassie and family can be on the road with them. But I think that there's so many more that do not have that support system on the road, and I think that's one of the reasons that there's such a um, listen, there, there's, there's alcohol and drugs and, uh, the touring industry and, 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 and rock and roll and every genre of music. And there have been for, for, for a long, long time. I remember the first time, Donna, I ever went backstage to visit with an artist and believe it or not, the artist was white snake. I was 15 years old and they were playing the Greensboro Coliseum. That's just crazy. In Greensboro, North Carolina. And I, at the time when I was in high school, 15, 16, 17 years old, worked for a rock station based just out of Charlotte. And we had winners that were going to that show, and, and, and they needed an escort to take them backstage uh, to meet the band. And I was with the program director at the time who, who was in charge. That was his task, was to gather the winners, take them backstage, and ferret them back there. Come on, Donna, we've been to the song and dance. It's kind of call so many times before. Um, and I was back there, but I remember telling my grandmother, Granny. I was so excited, Granny, because I was going back. I'm going backstage, Granny, to meet Whitesnake, and she was so concerned. She was so concerned that 15, oh, 16 sure. year old little high would be back there. And I listen, I hadn't even tasted alcohol yet at this point. However, I think my grandmother was smart enough to know that backstage at a White Snake concert, and she wouldn't be able to identify White Snake from, uh, from, from, from Ray Charles, I don't think, at the time. Um, but, but I think she just had great intuition and knew that uh, there, there would be some uh, things that I would see, probably some things that I would hear. That influences on uh, Little High. Absolutely. And yes. she showed concern at, at such an early age for that. Well, and I think a lot of artists, you know, um, Ashley McBride, who I have to come clean here. I've certainly said before that she's the partier in the room. You know, I haven't harassed her. I haven't harassed her, Caddy. I've not done that. I like, I have said that she is definitely the life of the party because I think she was. I mean, she was very much, and she says this in this interview, she was very much the girl holding up the alcohol bottle or the bottle of liquor or the bottle of wine and like, hey, guys, let's party. But, you know, she has been, um, she has been sober for I think she says 450 something days and I love this interview she gave because she said I've really kept it hush hush because I didn't know if I could do it and she said I didn't want to set myself up for failure and as soon as you 
put it out there, then you're on the social media watch, you know. And if you're a little crazy or a little fun or whatever, everybody's like, oh, is she drinking again? Is she this? And what I loved about the interview that she did, she said, you know, you have to find out the reasons why you abuse. And that could be anything, um, why you have addiction, whether it's alcohol, drugs, sex, shopping, food, whatever it is. And she said, once you find out the reason, it, it makes sense in a way. Um, she said, because you, it's basically, she never wanted to be uncomfortable. She said, I didn't want to hurt and I didn't want to feel uncomfortable. I hated to feel uncomfortable. And she said, but I had to say it out loud. Now I'm okay with being uncomfortable, just sitting with those feelings and dealing with what I'm really having an issue with and not turning to alcohol to make it better because it doesn't make it better. And that's what she was saying. It, you know, it might help for, for a minute, you know, or for a, a period of time, but it, it doesn't solve the problem and the problem keeps, you know, creeping up. And she said, you know, she's kind of ashamed about it, but she said, I used to be the girl who would like brag that I could drink anybody under the table. Um, and she said, you know, that's kind of an awful thing to admit. You're so weak that you have to drink in a bottle of anything unless you feel what you feel. Um, so I, I think it's great. I'm proud of her too. And hopefully that keeps going as well. And, you know, maybe I won't, maybe she'll still be the life of the party. She just may not have her Jack Daniels bottle up in the air, but good for her, you know, good for her. Cause again, as we just said, it's not easy for an average person and it is so much harder for artists to, and she admitted that, that, you know, it just gets out of hand so quickly because you're never home. You're always eating out or you're at a radio station or you're doing press or you're, you know, on stage and you see, you know, hundreds and maybe not in her case, but hundreds of thousands or whatever people, you know, singing your song back to you with what? A glass in the air. So um, good for them. And hopefully the more people that, you know, come through it and come out on the other side, you know, it's kind of like when Keith Urban, I think he's been a great mentor to people who he's kind of been the, um, what do you call it? Like the poster child for sobriety, for sobriety in the music industry. And I'm sure he would tell us if he was sitting here right now, I, I'm not, and I don't want to be, I mean, I want to help people, but you're always vulnerable because I know he would say that. Like I could, I could crack today, but I think the more artists who come through and are success stories, it's good because it shows people that, you know, you can tour and you can be, be successful without having to rely on all of that. I think what we're going to see, I think we're, I think we're going to see here pretty soon is groups of artists that are on tour and it's going to be a dry tour. In other words, um, I think you may see artists who, who have, have, have struggled with alcohol, who have gotten sober that, that still aren't quite um, where they need to be. Uh, that maybe doesn't sound right, but uh, who, who, who can still, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Who, who can still function on a daily basis without alcohol. Uh, but the, 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 the struggles there still, and the struggle is going to be there every day for the rest of their lives. Uh, but I think we're going to see these artists start to team up in, in, in groups and in, in, in tours because the temptation again uh, is, is all day, but the temptation most of all comes after the show uh, from 11 PM, you know, until, until you arrive in the city that you're playing the next night and they travel overnight, you know, during the dark of the night. And, and, and that's when I think a lot of the, 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 the alcohol and the partying takes place. And so uh, I would not be surprised to see uh, Keith Urban invite uh, artists out who, who have also recently sobered up. And Keith's been sober for a long, long time now. Uh, but these younger artists who are just now raising their hand like he did years ago, you know, he checked into rehab two days after he played the Fox Theater here in Atlanta. And you must remember that uh, Nicole Kidman had no idea when she married Keith Urban. She had no clue that he was in as deep as he was with his alcoholism and that he would, two days after they got married, check into rehab. And she was a big part of, of, of the uh, intervention and getting him there. Ashley McBride, um, you may remember in May of 
last year was forced to postpone uh, a string of shows, actually 2021. So this has been nearly a little bit over two years ago when she was propelled from a horse in Montana and she landed on her head, which knocked her unconscious. And I'm thinking that uh, this, the recovery part of, of the, her injuries when this occurred back in May of 2021 uh, may have been what also spurred her, her recovery journey with alcohol. You know, definitely could be. Um, I also think, you know, just from the time when you and I were in radio up until now, um, I do think tours have changed. I know that there are plenty of tours where you can go backstage and there's still like bars and, you know, vibe room and all that good stuff. But just from the time when I've seen it, you see artists with their kids on tour so much more. You see, you know, you never used to see like wives and kids out on the road. I mean, they would come to a show, but they weren't, you know, out on the road. And I think that has changed so much for the most part. You know, I know like Kane Brown, obviously Caitlin sings with him, but Kane Brown travels with his entire family. You know, when the boys were out of school, Luke Bryan traveled with his entire family. Tyler Hubbard, for the most part, travels a lot with his family. Um, And I think that they do that on purpose, too, because, you know, it's if you want to be a touring artist and you want to be successful, it's a lot of time away from home. And I think, you know, with the way they can upfit buses now and, you know, as kids get older, it gets easier. I've seen Thomas Rhett now. He's got his girls out more involved and all that stuff. And. And I just think it's a way to keep your family connected. And and honestly, it's a really cool opportunity to show your kids kind of the world in a way, you know. Um, so I think it's great. But I do think that has changed because I know when you and I, like we're, when I first started selling radio and you first at Kicks, you never saw families out on the road with artists. You just didn't. You just wasn't. You, you rarely even got a peek into that side of their life. You know what I mean? Absolutely, I do. Absolutely. Um, but the struggle's real. And without that support network, um, the, the chances of you stumbling are, are, are much higher, and you're going to stumble. Uh, it's, it's almost it's not a it's not a matter of if I'll struggle and stumble and have to pick myself back up, but it's a matter of, of when. I think the struggle's real, and uh, the struggle with uh, alcohol and drugs is uh, it's uh, it's mighty, mighty, mighty heavy, mighty hefty. Cadillac Check, my second act podcast remains free because of great partners. My gallery furniture in Gainesville. Donna has been uh, working in the furniture industry her entire life. Donna learned from her father, the Wolfman, exactly how to uh, sell furniture, sell it the right way, and also to remain invested, remain embedded in your community, the community in which you sell, the community in which you live. And that includes all of North Georgia. Although they're in Gainesville, 1600 Brownsbridge Road in Gainesville, uh, gallery furniture stretches far and wide throughout North Georgia. Donna's always giving and supporting first responders and law enforcement uh, the Gainesville Fire Department, often without uh, any press at all. She prefers it that way. But Donna, she was raised in the furniture business and raised in the spotlight because of her daddy. You were raised with Donna from Gallery Furniture. And, and in Smyrna, you two went to school together. Yeah, I mean, she's just, they're great people. You know how people say that? Like, they're great folks. They're good people. They're good people. And, you know, when someone from the South says they're good people, you know what that means. It's not just like, oh, they're kind of nice. It means... You can go to dinner at their house, you can go to lunch, you can go to supper, you can hang out with them because they're good people. And that's what they are. And and you can't be in the business this long. If, if you were somebody who took advantage of people or didn't, your products didn't hold up or whatever, you wouldn't still be in business because it'd be, it's too small of a community and people would have talked, but they're talking the other way. They tell their kids, they tell their grandkids, you know, she has generations that shop with her. Um, and this is, you can sit in there and watch them come in, Caddy. I know you've done it before too, where 
you know, someone comes in and they're like, I bought my first table from you. Now I brought in my granddaughter to buy from you. Um, I'm sure it makes Donna feel old, but at the same time, it's a great, great compliment because you would not recommend people to come and shop somewhere if you weren't completely satisfied and happy with it. You will be just that. When you do business with gallery furniture, uh, Instagram's a great follow because they post all the new arrivals uh, every week on their Instagram account at Ask for Wolfman Furniture. At Ask for Wolfman Furniture on Instagram, a great follow. Uh, online is askforthewolfman.com. Donna would love to see you, would love to visit with you. If you've never been up to gallery furniture, uh, make it something, uh, make it a priority, especially if you are. I want to spruce things up around the house. If you have someone uh, that's uh, maybe have a child in college looking for a piece or two, second homes, gallery furniture, askforthewolfman.com. And thank you, Donna. Thank you, uh, Marilyn, for your support of this podcast, Cadillac Jack, My Second Accent, Season 1, Episode 1, going back to January of 2020 in the very first episode of this podcast. We're also grateful for our partnership with Awesome Alpharetta. Come play a while, stay a while in Awesome Alpharetta, plus Delta, Atlanta's hometown airline, T-Mobile, Home internet for 50 bucks a month? Absolutely. Details at tmobile.com. And Brightmore Healthcare, Brightmore Hospice, and Fable Ford, home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. On the radio show, we launched a segment, um, and it was organic. It, it was not planned. Uh, to Inviting listeners of uh, the Bear 92.5 and Cadillac and Donna, mornings 5.30 till 10, to join the Do Good Club, the Do Good Crew. And that is a group of folks who have uh, just committed to doing good things to helping each other out, to checking off items on the list that needs to get done. And look around your life right now, maybe in your child's school, maybe in, in your church, your neighborhood, where you work. There are some things that need to get done. They're asking for volunteers to do uh, certain things, to pitch in and help. And up until now, it's never even crossed your mind. In this campaign, this, this um, movement, Donna, was spurned from you doing a story in uh, the Bare Necessity segment that we do uh, every hour. And it was about former education. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna get on me here. Um, what's Kathy's yeah, title? State superintendent. Thank you. State superintendent. State superintendent. For the yes. state. Uh, Kathy Cox served under Governor Purdue, Governor uh, uh, Sonny Purdue. And she was appointed to this, this position. She was over every single school in the state of Georgia. When she had this 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 run, she also school district, yeah. She also served in the U.S. Uh, the, the Georgia House of Representatives uh, for about four years. So she she served her community, but she's so into education and now is currently a teacher at uh, Eagles Landing Middle School in Henry County, Georgia, about uh, twenty five miles south of the airport. She teaches uh, U.S. history and she teaches seniors. And her her advice to seniors was she's in high school. You said middle school, but high school. I'm sorry. And her advice every year to her her seniors yeah. is finish strong. Want to share. Uh, just a piece of our visit this week. Kathy Cox was so kind to come by the studios and join us on the morning show uh, to talk about what she did that made us think, you know what? Wait a minute. Let's make this bigger. Let's take this to the radio audience and now the podcast audience because I think we can all get things done and become part of the Do Good crew and do-gooders. I was... Moved when Donna told the story, shared the story during the Bear Necessities about two and a half weeks ago here on the Bear 92.5 about Kathy Cox identifying a, a, a challenge in her classroom, identifying a solution, and, and bam, getting it done. Donna, you remember the story of uh, Kathy Cox? Recap, maybe for those that aren't familiar with the story, we've told it several times as we have launched the you know Do Good Crew here at the Bear 92.5. But uh, maybe... 
share the story with uh, everybody, just some, some, some broad strokes. Absolutely. So Kathy Cox had one of the biggest jobs in the state. She was the state superintendent of schools, and she was also teaching history at Henry County or at Eagles Landing High School in Henry County. And a lot of her kids were coming into the classroom 20, 30, 45 minutes late. And from talking to them, she understood there was a bus driver shortage and that the county was doing everything they could do, but it was just a, a shortage of people. And so she went out, Caddy, and got her CDL license and started solving the problem and getting these students into the school, and then she also goes in and teaches as well. Henry County High School, at Eagles Landing High School, Henry County Schools, home of the uh, the Eagles, I would imagine. Yes. Go Eagles. Go Golden Eagles, yes. In the Brightmore Healthcare Studios this morning, we welcome Miss Kathy Cox, uh, who, who really was the, uh, unbeknownst to you, of course, but but you were the, <laughs> the, 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 the catalyst for this campaign, this motivational campaign to get folks moving on the South Side, getting things done, whether it's in the in the church, or whether it's in the schools, or whether it's in a nonprofit, or whether it's uh, in your neighborhood, just getting things done, Kathy Cox, like you did. You know, thank you. And I'm, I'm honored to be here this morning with you, and I'm thrilled about this initiative. I think it's fantastic. I love the uh, Do Good crew, um, and I, I love the idea that we recognize that um, things happen when ordinary people just step up. You just got to step up. And, you know, on the South Side, you mentioned the South Side. We have a lot of retired people here on the South Side. Um, and I'd love to see more of those folks, you know, get back in the actions, particularly educators. You know, we, we need people right now in public education, whether it's substitute teaching, whether it's um, volunteering to being a, a crossing guard, or whether it's, you know, taking the initiative to go out and get your CDL and be a bus driver. And um, it, I'm not going to tell anybody that it's easy. Being a bus driver, I think of all the jobs I have, have had in education, I actually think it's the hardest. Um, <laughs> seriously, um, you're on that bus all by yourself with a whole load of precious cargo. The responsibility yes. alone. Absolutely. Huge responsibility. Um, you know, I have kids in the classroom, but I'm not in traffic, <laughs> you know. Um, and so, you know, and you're making all of these decisions all on your own. Um, there's nobody to consult. Uh, and so, you know, you got to think about a lot of things. So it's hard, but, you know, nothing in life worth doing is ever easy. So, you know, um, I know there are people out there that can do it. And boy, do we need them. Walk us through the moment that you made the decision. It was this past summer, right? Well, it started in the spring. And I have okay. to give credit to the Henry County School System because they saw the need. Um, they knew that there was a, a, a huge problem, particularly with getting these kids who come from all of the different high schools. They have to get to this other high school called the Academy and it's right in downtown McDonough and so um, their regular drivers just couldn't do it they they were stretched too thin so they they actually came up with the idea well let's see if we can get teachers to come get their CDL and um, serve their school and you know get these kids from their school over to the Academy and so um, they put out an email and said hey are you interested and there was probably about 30, 35, 36 people that said, yeah, I'm interested. How many, um, how many, how many graduated and got the CDL? 12. Wow. Because it's, it is. <laughs> it's, it's a commitment. It's yes. a commitment. It's huge. And um, they were really smart about it, too. I have to give them credit. They didn't kind of reveal to us at the beginning how intense it really was. They kind of... <laughs> 
put it out to us one little piece at a time. Well, first you do this, and then you do this, and then you do this. And then um, when you realize, oh, my gosh, this is a lot, you know, you're committed. So um, that's how I felt. I was bound and determined to do it. And, you know, sometimes um, for people like me, the harder the task, the more determined you get. Absolutely. So, I yeah. love that. And that says something about your spirit, I think. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. I do. I do. And do you know that, Caddy, Miss Cox's signature is on the training manual? Right. <laughs> from from being That's... secretary of... of... No, state, yeah. superintendent yeah. Of state, state superintendent of schools here in Georgia. Right. So, yes. there were, you know, that was a huge part of the Department of Education at the state level is the transportation department. And we support school systems, of course, everybody, but particularly the little school systems really rely on the state to help them with the training, to help them with funding. Um, the funding. Oh, yeah, the funding's huge. I remember when I was state superintendent and um, uh, Governor Purdue wanted to do something um, for the schools. Um, and he really and so we talked and talked. And I remember how ecstatic people were because he promised that he would use um, funding the long-term loan funding, the bond funding, and he would guarantee every school system a new bus. Well, wow. for a big for a big county like Gwinnett, that's, you know, okay, that's nice. But for little counties who had- Life-changing. Oh my gosh, they hadn't purchased a new bus in 10, 15 years. So I just, I remember how thrilled all the little systems were. Um, but I, I did a lot of stuff with the bus at transportation department and, um, people around the state and bus drivers around the state when I was state superintendent and I loved it. I love being around bus drivers. They just have a special commitment um, and they're as committed to education as anybody else in the system as much as I teachers. Agree. Yeah, so it, it was just a lot of fun. I mean, it was hard work this summer, but it was also a lot of fun because I got to know some really great people. Visiting with Kathy Cox this morning in the Brightmore Healthcare Studios, it's Cadillac and Donna, the Bear 92.5. Uh, Ms. Cox, former superintendent of public schools for the entire state of Georgia. And also, you served two terms uh, in the Georgia House of Representatives representing PTC, Peachtree City here on yep, the south side. Yep. It was Kathy Cox's story that, that, that was the thing that motivated Donna and myself to, um, to say, you know what, we got to get everybody together. We got to get everybody on the same page. We all have to pitch in and, and do good things. That's right. And somebody said, wait a minute, that's it. Become a do-gooder. Join the do-good crew. And it was your story that really got it going, got the ball rolling, and, and we have heard from from. Uh, people here on the south side of Atlanta, Kathy Cox, who have been motivated by your story. Uh, thank you. You're, you're a blessing. Our lives are better because you're in it. Thank you so much. I'm honored. And so uh, on behalf of Bear listeners and Donna and myself, here are some uh, morning show T-shirts for you to enjoy. Awesome. So uh, we got those. Oh, they look there great. Okay. They those look are great. soft-touch soft T-shirts. Or fill, fill, fill oh, it. they are. They Pay an extra dollar, Kathy Cox, <laughs> for the soft-touch <laughs> feature on the T-shirts, okay? Oh, those and are we're getting lovely. our official do-gooder yes, do t-shirts, shirts and we will get those ordered. to you. They're being, okay. so we'll Kathy's printing those in his basement right now. Yes, oh, is yes, okay. yes, I'm busy. Okay. Got a lot going on, Kathy Cox, but I'll get the do-gooder screen printing job done here okay. soon, as quick as I can. Oh, they're, they're really nice. And your certificate of goodness. Oh, my goodness. I want to share my with you. My goodness, this is humbling. Thank you. Awarded to Kathy Cox with gratitude for your selfless dedication to the welfare and well-being of others and showing a commitment to doing good can truly make a difference in the lives of many. Official member of the Do Good Crew sign Cadillac Jack and Donna, and you are number one. She's the president of the club. 
zero zero one. So she she doesn't know it, but she's super state. She's state superintendent of the do gooders. Oh, a, thank you so much. Put the Donna and Donna, Caddy seal on so it as much. well. Thank you, Kelly. Right here, yes, ma'am. There you go. There's your official seal. Oh my gosh, it's beautiful. Thank it's you absolutely for absolutely beautiful. Thank you for your years of dedication to uh, education. Absolutely. Oh, thank y'all, and I really appreciate this, and I'm humbled by it, and I um, look forward to many more members joining this do good crew and i'll try to help you find them they're 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 raising their hands and they're 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 being seen and heard but everybody can do better everybody can do good things that's right you know and as, as kathy said earlier in our visit in our conversation finish strong class of 2024 finish strong oh yeah yep finish strong finish strong thank you so much her bus number is nine five two the frequency on the radio station where we do morning style is nine two five so we're going to start a movement in addition to the uh do-gooders and the do-good crew we're going to launch a movement with the henry county school system that they change her bus number to nine two five as in atlanta's the bear nine two five what an inspiration and uh, what she was just so bright what a joy to have her uh, in the studio she got there five forty-five a.m and we taped for playback later She's that morning great. uh because uh, she goes by the radio station in her commute to to school every day but she got to get on the bus. So she leaves her house at 530. And uh, so she met us at 545 at the radio station. What an inspiration she was. Yeah, she, I mean, she had one of the, she held one of the top jobs in the state of Georgia. I mean, there is no bigger job than the state superintendent for education. I mean, as you said, that covers every county. You know, she talked about how she had a, a new respect for bus drivers because she used to be over transportation. She used to hear from these people. Her name is the one, as we said, that's in the handbook, that signed the handbook. Um so what a turn of events, you know, um, and I always think it's great. Anytime someone who has held that type of job, then it comes full circle and they get to do one of those jobs, the, the level of appreciation, you know, you, you almost wish you'd done it the opposite way sometimes because you can relate a lot more to what people are going through because you've done that job, you know, rarely do you go the other direction. And I think it's just really cool that she's having this full circle moment in her life where she's now, you know, helping the school system on a local level. Kathy Cox also was the first contestant to win a million dollars on Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? About 15 years ago. We didn't even talk about that. Yeah. How about that? She won a million bucks? We didn't talk about that. Yeah. The first contestant to hit the million dollars. Uh, Let's not talk about that. Oh. Yeah. We should talk about that. Why? Uh, We just shouldn't talk about that. Okay. Seriously. We shouldn't talk about that. All right. All right. Let's move on. Uh, Okay. I'm going to do some goggling. Well, listen, Kathy's a wonderful person. Wonderful person. But we all, all sometimes get to... Get a little, uh, forget to carry our one when we're balancing our checkbook, maybe. Okay, let's, oh my gosh, let's move on. Yes, Seriously. yes, yes, let's do All that. right, I got some pod peeps. I'm ready. Got some great pod peeps. So I really struck a nerve with this conversation about spiders. I'm telling you, people everywhere are dealing with this really? spider situation. Okay. You know, in the last podcast, yes. So um, Christy Yeager reached out to me, love Christy, met her. Actually, she's been a pod peep forever. Her and her sister listen to the podcast. They call each other and say, did you hear what that crazy man said? Speaking about you. Okay, cool. And I met them when I was in Birmingham. No, I'm not kidding. She, they, she came into the Birmingham store that, that I was working in for a long time and introduced herself. Had never met her before, had no idea, and told me that she listened to the podcast all the time. So she reached out to me and she said, same on those damn spider webs. I do it every time I take the dog out our front door. I hate them. She said, then I look like a crazy person trying to get them out of my hair. And it's so true. That's what happens. You're just like running around the yard. You're like, oh my God, oh my God. You know, there's spiders in my ear. 
And then, this was my favorite one. So Erin Young, who's a great pod, pod peep, she reaches out all the time. She said, I listened to the podcast this morning. You get this. You need a salt gun for the spiders. In a, so and it's, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. In a salt gun? Huh? In a salt no, gun? It salt. S-A-L-T. S-A-L-T, like for no, slugs. Salt. I got you. Okay, okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, she said, it's so much fun shooting those Juro spiders. Those are those big guys. You can order one from Amazon or get one at Academy. You just put regular salt in it, and it kills the spiders. And I looked it up on Amazon, and it's called a Bug Assault Yellow 3.0, and I just ordered one. I am going to sit on my porch. You are. Like you will. Yeah. Annie freaking Oakley. And I'm going to have my propane heater that I told you all about the other day. And I'm going to have my skull blanket and a big old jug of wine. And I'm just going to sit there like a crazy woman and shoot the shit out of these spiders with my salt gun. What's that run? Okay. I have fully, oh my God, I have fully moved into crazy. Like I'm a crazy woman. Listen to me. You're just now figuring that out. I'm my sneakers. Yep. Yep. Paint the oh picture. Paint the picture. On the porch. Yeah. I'm sitting in my sneakers because that's the only thing I have to accessorize with right now. Um, cause I, that's, I don't really dress up much for work anymore. So I'm sitting with my different sneakers. I probably got a hundred pairs and I've got my wine kind of like a Pinot Grigio because you know, the red gives me a headache now with my, my age. And, and I'm sitting out here on my porch with, with my salt gun shooting my spiders. With uh, the dogs and various other reptiles. Jeez. Okay. Betsy Richards, if you're listening, you need to do an intervention on me and get me somewhere. This is ridiculous. This is nutbags. It's ridiculous. Why it, haven't you said anything? About what? Your craziness? Yeah. Ah. You Although know, just, you're just, your own level of crazy. Just just like uh, we, we shouldn't dive into Kathy Cox and her million dollar win on Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? I don't know that we should take a deep dive now into uh, Don and, and, and your craziness, to be honest with you. Let's prep that maybe for next okay, episode. Listen, you, uh-huh. you, I'm, I'm one level of crazy. You're a whole nother. The amount really? of people that reached equally, uh-huh. equally as many reached out. About your camping. Okay, story. and what they have to They're say. Like, Cadillac Jack should be in nature. Should be enjoying himself uh, in God's 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 world and God's lane. Is that maybe, what they said? The, 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 the Cadillac Jack shouldn't shouldn't be uh, shouldn't be uh, exploring the great outdoors and in, in, in Georgia and in, in parks and wreck and uh, people, swimming pools. Yeah, hot tub. You know, come on. Well, you're so, you look, yeah, you oh, hot tubs and pools. They were just shocked. I mean. They're like, who is this man? He he doesn't like people. He doesn't have any okay. friends. Okay. Said. Now, this wow. Is wow. According to you. Huh? Well, no, no. You've said this to these people. Like, you don't have any friends. Right. You don't like people. Mm-hmm. You don't like the outdoors. Mm-hmm. So. Good time. I already booked a trip for uh, Halloween weekend. Another one. What else? Hello. That's it. Our thanks to executive producers Hans Appen and Carl Appen. At the App and Podcast Network, uh, Steve Mitchell runs the ship for both radio and podcast. Uh, Ingo Studios in Atlanta is where uh, Steve is uh, based out of, I-N-G-O, Ingo Studios. Uh, he's normally on the phone with us, though. So call back if you can't get him. Um, our thanks to uh, Steve Mitchell, Ingo Studios Atlanta. Uh, all of the sponsors, Awesome Alpharetta, Gainesville Furniture, uh, Gallery Furniture, Gainesville, rather. We've got uh, T-Mobile. we got Delta, Brightmore Healthcare, uh, Fable Ford, FableFordJ.com. And uh, your support and your loyalty means the world to us as well. Tell three friends. If you don't mind about the podcast and how much you enjoy it, about how you both, uh, about how you think we're both crazy, just on different levels. Donna says my level is much higher than hers. Uh, let's hear from your pod peeps next week what they have to say about that, Don. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday. Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. Bye.